A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm any planetary motion. <laughs> <laughs> you are. The, the motion, it's not about the size of the planet, it's the motion in the space. It's the motion <laughs> of the ocean, baby. Yes. Hi, babies. Hi. 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 Hello. Hello. Oh my God. Hi. Hi. So great. We're still going through the meat grinder as we talked about before. Grinding. Yeah. Grinding. Mm -hmm. Grinding. Every day is a wandering road. Um, All paths lead to hell. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. I, uh, I feel like I've told the least amount of people that it's Mercury retrograde than any other Mercury retrograde. And I can't tell if that's because more people like know that are are aware of that and don't have to like ask what that means. Right. Or if I just have been too busy to talk to people. Mm. Mm, I haven't been telling people because I 
don't want to talk to them about their problems. People really just will take anything you say as, um, let me tell you about why Mm. that means that, um, that's why my dog's sick or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's not, that's not why, but I'll listen. I don't, Mm. I don't tell people about it because I feel like there's already like some like storefront in Silver Lake that's like Mercury retrograde come in and get your espresso shot now and it's like there's so much like now advertising like everywhere that just like says it already and like everyone if I like so many Mercury's in retrograde oh my god what do I do and I'm just like you know what it happens a lot like it happens to be we should be talking about these eclipses but you know what we can let's just I'm not even I'm I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna go there um guys i have a neighbor who is psychotic from hell actually a demon and i had to defend a new a new neighbor who moved in um the old lady neighbor who is she's when you first move in she's like really nice and brings you bread and like you think she wants to be your friend Mm -hmm. and then if you do one thing she doesn't like she she turns and she's like and she has this like fried dyed red hair kind of very similar to um ellen burston in requiem for a dream uh-huh. so she's like and i heard my the new girl moved there's a new girl who moved in upstairs and i heard that they were like are like fighting like yelling like just like going at it and i was like i'm so nosy i was like okay i'm gonna like def- like it's so loud and so trashy i'm like i gotta go yeah. diffuse whatever's going on over here they're at like at the top of a stairs, just like being like, no, 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 no. And she's like, you're a narcotics dealer. And she's this like girl's like, I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, yo, like, what's going on, ladies? Like, everyone okay? And, and she, the new girl, who's like a young lady, is like, uh, she's accusing me of being a witch because I have a basil plant outside my apartment. <laughs> oh my God. And little she, does she know what goes on in Stevie's apartment. Oh, I was like, I'm, so, I'm like, I'm so glad I live like so. I'm like at the front and she's at the back of the building. And when I saw the new girl move in, I was like, oh no, she's moving next to the kook, the old kook. Who, she seems like the nice lady that's watching the building but she's also like always watching she's always like when i like look out my window she's like always watering my window and i'm always like what are you doing well it's that like reverse control it's like passive aggressive controlling where it's like oh i'm doing that you can't be mad at me because i'm nice but i'm really doing this because i want to be in charge of everything so the the kooky lady was like uh she's like she is a witch like this and that and i looked at her and i was like you need to go inside i I got i got to be such a bitch it was so fun i was like you need to go inside and you need to stop harassing her she's a new neighbor and you need to go inside and she's like what are you talking about i'm i'm allowed to and i was like i looked to the new girl i was like please i'm sorry she's always like this to everybody i you this is probably shocking because you just moved in here four days ago uh she thinks she's a building manager she is not and just go about your business and if you have problems with her talk to the landlord because that's she thinks she's the landlord and she's like but she's a witch and i was like oh my god i'm like i'm a witch like i'm like i'm like you don't even know the heck like you don't even know like i like that's where like my rage aries energy more i'm like i could hex you i'm like the dark arts like scare me in that realm of like hexing and whatnot but i'm like ooh, like i've never felt an urge to hex i'm like you're accusing this girl of being a witch just because she has basil and like the inner like witch in me is like so 
fucking and mad right like, now. So what if she is a fucking inner witch, witch Gabrielle? Yeah, yeah by hey, baby. Stick, by the book. Hey, baby. Hey, shorty. But you know what I mean? Where I was just like, leave this. Even if, and also, I don't think she was like a mystic girl. I think she yeah. just had basil. basil. She mentioned that she's like, she's like, I lit incense once, and I'm like, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like my like protective witch nature. I was just like so ready to like yell at an old lady, which is like pretty pathetic. But I don't think so. I think that you did the right thing. I, I had to. I had to go in there. I just had to. I felt I, bad for her. I used to have this neighbor. I'm looking for this note that he left. Oh. Um, he was like an ex-Marine and he, we had like a few neighbors when I first moved to LA that all thought that like their eight building complex was our sanctuary or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this person took it upon themselves to set up an alarm. Oh no. Through their window that every single time you walked by, it made this horrible beeping noise. Yikes. Like a motion activated doorbell or something. Oh my and, God. uh, he it was also his thing is like on the way to the laundry or the trash so it's going off and also to leave like if you're walking on foot to leave like that's the easiest way to go so everyone in the building is walking by it constantly it's so loud and obnoxious and i I used to put a piece of cardboard over it uh-huh. so that it wouldn't work. So wait, it's a sensor that like makes an alert anytime you walked by this particular area, yeah, which was in an area people walked by a foot all traffic the time. Area, uh, um, what here. is? And uh, this person also had two cars full of like hoarded mm. materials that weren't valuable, like uh-huh. just. Full, two full cars mm-hmm. taking up two full parking spaces nope. in the back nope. of our thing that could not move. Mm-hmm. They weren't like cars that could drive. One of them was on blocks. Mm-hmm. And um, Hoarder so Marine. What they were mad about, what he was mad about was that people were going through our trash because he wanted to go through our trash to hoard stuff. Oh. So he wanted first dibs. But like in LA, people go through the trash and it's actually a really big help because it yeah. helps them get what they need. It also helps like for recycling purposes because they'll they'll grab cans, they'll yeah. grab bottles, they'll go recycle it. Yeah. It, it's actually like environmentally very good. Um, to let those people, they also don't bother anyone. Yeah, they're it's not, like, it's let like, them have the trash. They're, they're normal people. They're like, it's fine. This is the note. Uh oh. Uh, subject: Security alarm tampering and placing objects or papers in my window slash screen. Yes, it was me. Uh, <laughs> one to avoid a physical confrontation. I ask that this wow. activity stop. Dot 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 forever. Two though. I have all of this behavior on video. They always say that. Three, of course, if for other reasons you just don't like me, please call me out or let's get it on. Parentheses, <laughs> parentheses, ASAP. Whoa. Let's get let's it get on. In all caps, in all caps, it says let's get it on. Holy I, shit. Dude, I would. And it's like, yeah, we don't like you, but like, what do you think? Why do you think that is? I can't believe, I mean, I can believe, but I'm going to say, like, I can't believe he put it, come at me, bro. That is basically. so funny. He put the come at me, but bro meme. Sometimes those vigilant people do make your neighborhood feel a little bit safer. So it depends on what kind of but person. It's such, it's, this person was definitely threatening, like, mm-hmm. well, that's physical a, body. That's the thing is, like, and even with this lady, when we first moved in, she, like, brought us bread and was like, oh, here's a Jesus bread. We're like, we don't believe in that, but thank you. And she's like, no, 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 Jesus. And I was like, whatever. And, like, oh, I, I watch the cars and I do all this. 
often and it's like yeah but you harass everyone like i like i like that you are trying to be this den mother and you lived here for 35 years but also you're making people who live here i mean it's the same thing with the good guys with the gun it's like yeah like if we were all like well behaved and like followed the rules and could be you know this upstanding society sure maybe that's a good idea in theory but you're abused once anyone well, gets a lick of power it's also, they go it's off demanding. hashtag not all marines i do want to yeah. say that um, <laughs> thank you for your service thank you for your service hashtag no it's Ura. the thing it's the good guys with a gun is i want attention mm-hmm. or i want what i want if i'm like the neighborhood person what i want is to be an indispensable member of this neighborhood and i'm going to force you to treat me as such mm-hmm. instead of saying instead of genuinely being like hey uh i know we don't know our neighbors in los angeles here's my phone number in case if you ever get locked out or if you need someone to do a thing like uh if i ever see anything you know we we need each other here that's like someone that's not that's offering unconditional help instead of i want you to operate the way i want you to and i want you to thank me for telling you how to do it right and that's i think inadvertently that's made our everyone else in the building very Be close friends. because it's like when you have that one like booger coworker and you're like now we get to bond over like how annoying and again she's an old lady who's probably like out of her mind like i feel in a way i feel bad but she's also like confrontational and yells and swears at people and is kind of a bully and i'm like oh it's so weird like you look like you should be this nice old lady but i'm gonna like i have to get in your face sometimes and literally like tell you to fall back but then we have old people who aren't like that i know i know it's like the catholic guilt of like i respect like and i think she expects that too it's like well i'm in place of an elder and i should be getting this respect but nope. it's like, but you're in someone's face telling them to shut the fuck up. You're a witch. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, this you is can't. Like, you still the rules of human interaction still yeah. apply. That's like you still can't talk to someone like that. But now when I see my neighbors, I'm like, I do. And like if a new like even the girl, like a new neighbor that moves in or like the other people around us. Oh, also, there's new neighbors who just moved in by me who are this like young couple that clearly it's their first time like ever living with a partner. And every time they leave the apartment, he puts her on her shoulder her on his shoulders isn't that fucked up and they they gallop away like a disney couple i think they work at disney i get this vibe that they're both like disney impersonators which is like i'm just like they're characters um they they just like are so like untapped by like the world like where they're just like hang on and they're always giving each other piggyback rides and like (laughs) putting each other on each other's shoulders uh it's like it's a balance to like the the dark energy in, in the back of the building yes I also just realized I was like, oh, I think also I've just sensed that this that this Mercury retrograde and eclip- because there's eclipses too, people have just been too aggro. Yeah. Um, Lisa was here for for part of this story, but a woman got kicked out of Chatterbox on Sunday for oh, like yeah. it was such a Mercury retrograde and like it was all of the things because she oh, misinterpreted what he was saying. But she was also wasted. Yes. and she was yelling out before that. No, exactly. Uh-oh. But it was like a a misunderstanding of what someone was saying that led was the straw that broke the camel's back of her being already aggro, and it was the day that it was like the Mars Pluto opposition, mm-hmm. and then she. She, like, had to be taken out, had mm-hmm. to be removed. Then afterwards, after the show, um, we were getting ready to leave. And Steve found these guys that were in the parking lot just, like, playing music really loud in their car and drinking beers I saw in the parking too. lot. Oh. Okay, so Steve was like, hey, you guys have to go. And, of course, they were like, what? No, whatever. But, like, it 
started off fairly tame, but by the end of it, one of the guys who wasn't even being that aggro ended up like getting in Steve's face and was like, fuck you. Like, we're not scared of you. We have a loaded gun in the car. Oh my God. Like call the cop. Like, so they had to like call the cops on him. At one point, this guy, I was watching from the inside and I just saw the guy, like I couldn't hear anything he was saying, but I just saw him like kind of like circle doing that, like circle energy Mm -hmm, movement mm -hmm. and then getting in Steve's face. Puffing up. Yeah. And I was like, I need to go sit down. I can't watch this because I was starting to be like, Oh, I'm about to go in, which I know. Thank God I've learned my lesson. And again, I know what time of year it is that I'm like, Julia, you have nothing to contribute to this situation Mm. unless it is to call for help or like, you know, whatever it is, assist someone in doing it. Like you have nothing. You are not going to quell this or (laughs) say the fucking roast. Yeah. This, the woman, what ended up happening? Oh, the woman? No, no. Oh, this. I, oh, the then guys. they ended up leaving, and the guy. But oh, but the guy said to Steve, "I'll shave your eyebrows." Whoa, <laughs> as a threat? Yes. Whoa, that's funny. I know. I was like, that is a hilarious thing to say. But they ended up leaving, and it was fine. But this poor woman thought she was fighting the fight for women's rights. Yes. <laughs> the comic on stage was talking about Anita Hill and some of the other stuff, and how. Um, Basically, the joke is like that uh, people of our generation think that they invented like eating ass. Uh, when it used to be like, oh, you no, you're going to eat my ass because like Anita Hill mm-hmm. or because of whatever. And now it's just like for fun. Right. But he was doing this act out. And um, I think she got the impression that he was acting out like a sexual assault well, because she, uh. he was also the point that he made what the right before he went into that part was that like even the term sexual harassment it, is something that's always existed but we didn't have a term for it he was like until like the mid 90s yeah right. was the first time that we even you started using that term and so i think she also thought that he was making light of that or being like yeah, yeah. Sh- what she heard i'm imagining in her head is that like sexual harassment just started yeah that it's like that's it. not real i don't believe you mm-hmm. And he's older and he's white and like we know him and we know that who he is so we knew not to take it that way but she was also wasted wasted so she thought she was really fighting the good fight Whoa. and go ahead and kick me out this is fucked up blah 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 because you know you think oh he's attacking me as a woman now i'm getting removed right yeah. not that was not it what was, was going on did she have did, was there any like uh follow-up from her any like twitter rampage no, or no a, but she did say uh, she did say outside that she had been sexually assaulted. So that's why yeah. it was like triggering. So it was like, I mean, I, I, I feel that. Cause sometimes I've been like so wasted where I just like hear a man speaking and I'm like, this is probably bad. You're like, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this, pro- this is probably Especially wrong. an older man in a suit jacket. Right. And right. Like, you're like, you look, think you look, know. She, for, if, if we were going off of appearances, she, you know, oh, 100. she made the right call. It just wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't the right it, call that time. It actually time. wasn't what was happening. Yes, right. But I mean, all of the, but you're hearing the, the main processing well, was firing correctly. Well, and also if you have that, like, traumatic stress i think just hearing that one word could probably on top of drunk blackout probably have like an emotional blackout or like a hearing blackout of like all i heard was this one guy trying to get up on stage and talk about sexual harassment and now i just see red like i'm just going from black to red people don't talk about it on stage right a lot of people that do think about it and do care about it because because it does get misunderstood and someone like him who's he's been doing comedy for so long that he has the capability to like Mm-hmm. express it in a way that people understand most of the time mm-hmm. but i used to do jokes about sexual assault and people are like uh 
we're uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. People, do, people do tune out once they hear it because yeah. they're like, oh, a person, this isn't something to joke about instead of being like, oh, I'm going to hear him out. Yeah. Which again, it's like, it's fair. It's fair for you to tune out like that. And I don't blame people. And or it even also if it's just leads like to a, misunderstanding sometimes. Or even if it's just like a, not even like purposely, but just like a, like a, like a triggering like literally a triggering like bodily like it's like you you just start to almost see like the exit sign and like what what, where did I stumble into are these my people like I think it does like words yeah you should sit there and hear it but it's like when I get texts from my abusive ex every of course like mercury retrograde and it's just like a physical reaction of like oh I'm not safe anymore it's like your body's like I'm not safe I'm not in a safe place gotta gotta run gotta Mm -hmm. hit the door but I mean great uh idea girl who got kicked like i i hear i hear yes, that message for trying you yes know? yes and also good to see that like hey when shit there's so many times there were so many spaces where you are in a place where it's like something inappropriate's going on and it's like so no one's gonna like say like we're not gonna say anything about this or we're just gonna like proceed as normal and it's like and that's fucked you know we gotta whistle we gotta blow the whistles but maybe a little more sober, and mm. when it's the right time to, blow, to yeah, blow, blow the whistle. To what's happening. Yeah, exactly. And, Listening. like, also, yeah, what, not when we're, you know, interrupting a comedy show. Yeah, <laughs> that too. That Although, too. I don't know, sometimes you could also interrupt a comedy show and yell at someone. Too. I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, she probably wouldn't have even yelled if it was one of those comics who, were le- who was like, oh, my wife, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that to me, that's so ridiculous because it's, like, the opposite, whatever. Who needs to be yelled who at? Who needs to pay attention at a comedy show i certainly don't there was like somebody when we were in chicago that like went before i think after julia but before lisa that was like i never like hated someone so much oh before, i know exactly you know what, what you're talking, talking about, about? where i was like I, I like respect like oh you got to be quiet and watch it but i think when you're saying things that are hateful i'm like i feel oh, like you're in li- chicago in yeah. chicago oh i'll name the person i, I can't remember I still remember i know it. i was it like was i guy. just don't remember uh, his name something noodleman yeah yeah no, yes it was and it was but he was just saying stuff that was like self some weird jewish stuff and then weird like uh self-deprecating it was very incel you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it felt very incel it's very jeselnik uh, mm-hmm. I feel like derivative where it's like, oh, I'm being shocking. I'm saying it, but I can't, you know, let me let me say this outrageous shit. Uh-huh. Well, it's like, it's, sorry, it's not funny unless it's offensive. Or like, sometimes my thoughts just go off the rails. Sorry, and it's dark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was like, I just remember like, oh, no, I feel like I'm allowed. You're talking about women, so you're talking about me. And I'm like, I feel like I'm allowed to do at least two audible, ugh. Yeah. Like just like gut, like just gut, like ah, uh, you're real. Like this isn't funny. Like it's just it's it's dumb and old and lame. And I can't remember, but Pabs is a big Jeselnik fan, and I guess it's like someone asked him on some interview recently, like, "What do you think about PC culture?" And he was like, "I love it. Cause, yeah, because it has to make you have to write smarter jokes now. We can't rely on just." whatever the fuck and just like shock value even though like even though it can still come across that way it's just it's you do have to modify your writing because it's like we're smart we've gotten it'd be weird if we left at the old and haven't gotten smarter like we should be evolving it's like saying something about women or even race not that you can't talk about either of those things but saying something that is like an outdated opinion is not dark yeah it's, it's just it's outdated, outdated. <laughs> yeah. so it's like if you you can be shocking and you can say outrageous things and you can say dark things but say it about something that we aren't 
thinking of. It's like you don't need you're adding on to the part of the conversation that doesn't need to be added on to. And it's like that you're not. So I'm no, I'm not going to like pat you on the back for doing a well-worn path of saying shocking things that aren't aren't untrue maybe mm-hmm. or aren't even necessarily unfunny but i'm like i've heard it They're, yeah you're not you're not edgy or surprising yeah. you are being basic yeah you're being hack you're being a basic uh yeah basic that's what even like on Tyrion collection the other pod uh we have like a pc police section and not even that like me or my co-host kate are necessarily that pc of people or like like but i think it's like it'd be weird to not talk about that in terms of like movie and culture it'd be weird to not have a moment where you discuss like so does this movie show everybody does this movie think about roles for women does this movie like what's like the like rapey factor here like how dated does does this feel like this could come out now or does this feel really feel of its time um which i think helps kind of question like does this hold up um and sometimes it's like wow these parts are really outdated but it kind of makes sense to the time period we're in. So I don't find it that jarring or shocking that they say the R word four times in this teen movie. Like, you know, yeah. like I'm not condoning it, but it's also that's how kind of teenagers talked then. And again, not condoning it, but it's like but then there's some things you watch. You're like, oh, no, they're just being flat out racist and sexist. Like there's no way to like be like it was the times because even in those times it was still racist and sexist yes um and we have a great clip to transition to those scenes where we have uh, jerry seinfeld when he was doing when he was really on that uh i won't perform at college venues anymore <laughs> um so he said it to the cops music he's like it's just this creepy pc thing going on that really bothers me <laughs> and that's like a like pull a quote, quote and it's just like it bo- why does it bother you like because you've like i don't even think of jerry uh, seinfeld as a com- as a very like non PC well, besides I, dating a high I schooler. Can see I could see why he wouldn't want to. He's old. Yeah. Yeah. And also they've seen it all on if on Seinfeld. Or like there was also that I don't know. I probably shouldn't bring this up, but since we're talking about sexual there was like a comedian that and I think it was probably around the same time. He got caught raping a bunch of women by his comedy on, tour schedule on, col- on college campuses. Oh, and so I don't remember who this is. We'll talk about it. Also, later. like there were like a bunch of new rules being established at the time about how you can speak with students and how you can. It's like right. I think I don't think it necessarily um, is just that PC thing. Wow. I think he probably was like, this isn't pay enough to be at risk for um, like there's a rule. I'm sure it's still now. But that you cannot be one-on-one with a student at all if you're a performer. So if someone needs to pick you up from the airport, they have to send two people or, you mm, know what I mean? It yeah. has, so negotiating and all that stuff and it's for our safety and I'm so thrilled that they do that. Right. But I'm sure that but Seinfeld I, was like, I'm too big to do all the, I'm not going to do But also all just this. how funny, like, and it's not funny of just like, ugh, the hoops of like, like why why enrich like why enrich a sophomore in college's experience with some like fun like a fun show when I could just be uh, it's just too well, it's well it's it also probably wasn't going over well yeah exactly. that's what I mean it's I think the the Jeselnik observation about it is more to the point where it's like I don't want to have to learn something new right. and I don't want to maybe be accused of being wrong because I didn't update my software and right. it's like okay yeah cool then keep glitching but 
The yeah. rest of us are updating our software and expect software to function on our operating system. And you're going to have to go through all the red tape stuff because yeah. it's it's people are finding out that what male comics do is gross. Yeah. So you need to be safer. And I'm sorry that that takes a little more time and energy for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, men. Canceled once again. Goodness. <laughs> well, speaking of all of this, we are talking about a current transit that's happening. Woo. Uh, today's topic is transits. Um, we, I feel like we talk about them a lot and we've talked about them in past episodes. But I think that it's good to kind of touch back on what um, what transits are and, and the different kinds. Because I think that that is we... You know, we read our horoscopes and we learn about the components, but I think remembering like, oh, this is actually what horoscopes are talking about Mm -hmm. when they're talking. Like, I think sometimes for me in my mind, at least definitely before I learned about more about astrology, it would it kind of felt like this. Um, pulled from the ether ideas of like, oh, Sagittarius, this is happening. How? Where do they get this stuff? Yeah. Um, And then once you learn about not only the the meanings of the planets, but once you learn about aspects and transits, then you're like, oh, that's why, that's why Sagittarius's horoscope is different than Libra's horoscope is different than that. Like, right? You just understand the the actual mechanisms at work, and it takes away some of demystifies some of the like, where did they get this information? Mm-hmm. Or like, wh- yeah, what do I think? I mean, I think there are some, and maybe it's not so much of modern astrology but i feel like growing up i feel like they probably just randomly like well, uh, sure. <laughs> generated something sure i'm but, talking but about now, when you're reading a reputable but now person's. like yeah now i think now well since and i think that's what's demanded the change too is now that we're all interested at reading a generic horoscope isn't gonna like cut it for most people anymore so i think it's like it's cool now to see where it's gone and i feel like so many now horoscopes are just so much more in depth and pretty and like just have like so much more like meat to the stories because it's like you can get so much from what's happening above us and it's well, gonna, that's literally what and that's what it is, is. That's, that's what, what it is but it's also uh it's just cool because it's 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 really it hits us also differently um i think that's uh there was like some youtube lady that i watched about like who was kind of just doing like a breakdown on transits it was tara tara nikita like gave a, a little breakdown but just saying like this even when we talk about like mercury retrograde and eclipse and all that stuff it's it's hitting us but some people are doing okay and some people are like feeling the pits and like it's it's going to be a mixture on where these aspects mixed with transits are so I, I don't know it was just like a it was like so basic but i was like oh yeah like not everyone's suffering right now yeah. <laughs> it might just well, be me so transit is literally the movement of the planets in real time it's it's so when we talk about Mercury retrograde, it's also the phases of the moon. All of these things are transits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, to that point, I think exactly that where it's like you read about your horoscope uh, and you're like, oh, this is transiting. Saturn is going to be in my ninth house for a while. Uh, like you kind of are always maybe anxious about it. But then when you couple this with your knowledge of aspects and degrees and everything, then you're like, oh, Actually, it's only going to be on my it's only going to be transiting my natal Saturn for, you know, this point. It's not going to be it's not even at that exact degree. And when it's there, my Saturn isn't aspecting anything. So actually, okay, it's just a reminder of like horoscopes being a broader thing because it's not a personal reading for your chart. So they have to talk about, you know, that. But remembering like, oh, yeah, this is a real thing that 
that lives in context of things that are actually happening in the sky. And right. How does it affect me? Like, I'm oh, sorry. Like I was going to say, like, even if you feel like, oh, my God, I have this like badass Aries Mars placement and I'm like, I take no prisoners, bitch. But if something is transiting, that's maybe like when we talk about like strengthening or weakening or like whatever that might be for you. It's like, yeah, you might be an Aries Mars, but also like what's ha- like what's but what's going on today? Are you going to feel 100 percent that or is it going to be? Um, conflicting with depending on what's going on. One of the things that I really love about this topic is that um, the outer planets are more important, mm-hmm. and we always—not always—I should never use that word, and never I should also not <laughs> use—but um, we normally put so much stock into our personal planets and how they work and how they operate and what that means for us and i think that the outer planets can get left behind and they're really cool like the outer planets are like my favorite right now so i think it's really important to to kind of review those two if you're the kind of person who's like what is neptune again uh look at those because those are the ones that it sticks around for a while. Well, those yeah. those transits yes. are going to last longer. They're going to be bigger changes. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that usually get talked about because, like, for example, the moon, and what's why we talk about, like, full moons and new moons because the moon changes signs so quickly. So, quickly. Yeah. so that's not really a... It's not a lasting thing. It's like your, like your emotions. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're going to be changing more frequently. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So it's, you know, yeah, I like that too of the, the outer planets and... Uh, yeah, bigger. It's when they pack a bigger punch bigger because we stuff. even think about them. Like again, like Saturn return. It's like we don't really think too much about Saturn in day to day. But it's, I, I like, yeah, Lisa. I like what Lisa said of just yeah, these kind of big just, milestone I really, moments. I really like it, and um, I, I mean, Wikipedia gives you a rundown of every planet and what what it means if it's transiting. I think you also have to remember that like one of the things about Jupiter says is bad luck and it's like, well, it depends on what other planet we're talking about. You know yeah. what I mean? It depends on where it's transiting. So so remember that if it's Jupiter transiting your Mercury, it might be that you're gonna misspeak or say mm-hmm. you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying. I think the thing that or the reason why I was excited to like talk about this again and we'll go through just some general meanings but it it is that thing of like I think letting this be a moment to remind yourselves to like empower yourself with your your specific chart mm-hmm. and be aware and like I think it's like to me it's it's evidence of like the same thing it was like what we should be doing with news and whatever that I think right now we're we're so want to listen to these uh like clickbaity things where it's like mercury retrograde is gonna fuck up your summer but then being like okay that's like the the title that drew me in right what are they actually where is mercury actually gonna be is that actually affecting me in my thing what like is this and how and if it is affecting me what does that mean does it mean that it's gonna truly fuck up my summer or does it mean that maybe I'm gonna have computer issues Mm -hmm. for this week or whatever so I think it's like taking out the the extremism and giving a little bit more agency to you the reader yeah horoscoper I mean horoscope reader 
for how it pertains to your life so you can do so you can like live your life because that's the point of reading horoscopes anyways and like uh this might be like basic as hell reminder but it's just a good thing to know is that your natal chart's gonna stay the same like that's not changing at all like so if you want to and this was one of the first times i've actually done this like i've used apps obviously like your co-star or the pattern or things that like kind of update you on what transits are going on or i've just like google like this is happening and this is happening in different houses but like i pulled up a transit cal like chart calculator that lays over your chart like what you would do for like a compatibility chart or things like that to see the aspects and where they are so your birth chart's gonna stay the same. This they, those, this is changing. They don't move. The they actual planets they're move. They're littler and they're in a different color usually. Yeah, the so they'll they'll point it out. But so if you're pulling that up for yourself, and I, I'm like, I'm excited to like look more at this because I think I always just was like, well, of course, like I'll look to my astrologers that I like for this transit information. But actually, maybe just if you're having a day, pulling that up and seeing like where is everything today and having a moment. You've already have like the building blocks of planets and aspects and things and what this might mean but just like kind of seeing it for what it is rather than getting a kind of like random alert on like an app and being like oh i see i i can see that this is square to this like i can see that this is opposite to this i can see and it's not only just that one transit but everything all is one picture so uh just know that your birth chart's the same but this is going to be how everything's moving in a day-to-day -day. yes the uh, yes um so let's go through oh there was a couple things just quickly yeah. um you know we talk about returns saturn being one of the more famous ones as well as solar um but that's just when when we're talking about transits we're talking about how they also relate to points in your natal chart so that return refers to when a planet is returning back to the same point it was in your natal chart which as stevie said does not ever change mm -hmm. um like also we're in mercury retrograde now we know all know that retrogrades are when you know, the planet appears to be moving slower. It's not. It's just our perspective from here on Earth. But something that I thought was interesting and I think we forget about is that when we have retrograde transits, it's like something that's going back and forth over a, a significant point in our chart sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so it's like it goes it goes forward across that point. It goes back across that point and then goes forward a third time as it continues on so thinking about like like a paintbrush yeah but Ooh. thinking about like big cycles that are going through like so retrograde is a cycle but then like even the cycle within the retrograde of itself mm -hmm. uh just the yeah the back and forth and then like thinking about people who are born with something retrograde in their natal chart thinking about like what part of the retrograde cycle it was in if that makes sense. So yeah. it's like if you have Mercury retrograde, if it's like the 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 thing, it's the the swing back before the final swing forward. It's like, oh, yeah, you probably are just going to have to kind of do things over again a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. half um, returns are also known to be important, especially um, for the big, big planets. Uh, Uranus specifically, because um, not all folks live to 84. So thinking about a half return or, uh, you know, when it would be an opposition. Yeah, absolutely. Also, um, transiting aspects usually have a smaller orb uh, of influence than we talk about when you're looking at your like natal aspects. One degree. Usually within like, yeah, one, maybe two degrees. Um, 
so again that thing of like when we're reading a horoscope and people are saying like oh eclipses in this thing i mean transits are within a degree mm-hmm. you know so it's like yeah maybe but if it's not on a natal point like remember the kind of the orb of influence when you're kind of being scared about what this means what is mercury mercury's retrograde what does that mean for my job this week that it's like well unless it's on something mm-hmm. probably doesn't mean all that much or yeah. it might not mean as much as you are it might mean for someone else um yeah. i think this was another one of those topics where we've had before where it's like oh i know this like it was you know what i mean where it was like it sounds like very intimidating to look at this kind of stuff or calculate it. I mean, again, we're, we think like we have online resources that like help us like track and calculate all these things, but it's like, Oh yeah. If you're familiar with the house systems and aspects to some degree, and maybe this is a good time to refresh those, uh, the things we've learned just to really feel comfortable, but it's like, Oh no, I get it. It's just a new, it's another chart. It's today's chart. It's Mm -hmm. like right now's chart. Okay. I got it. Um, as Lisa said, when you're talking about transits, you do work from the outer planets in. Uh, but there are a couple. So we don't really talk about in horoscopes or in regular time, ta- like in when you're wondering what's going on. We don't really say like, oh, what's sun- what's the transiting sun doing again, unless it's like hitting something specific. Mm-hmm. But um, when the moon, which again has, has, is another fast cycler, when the moon is conjunct your natal sun, that can be often power days. Or when a new moon is conjunct one of your natal points, that's like a specifically kind of renewed uh, day of like renewed energy or focus in that area of your life. Mm. Um, This was another one that I like to this Mars transit cycle. Um, I forget who said it, but they called it like the Mars energy boredom cycle. Um, Wow. And Mars takes about two years to transit the whole the whole zodiac. Um, so when Mars is closest to your natal Mars, mm-hmm. your energy is at like its peak. And then as it gets further away until it's at opposition, when you're in Mars, when you're in like the opposition sign to your natal Mars is when you have like the least energy. Ah, and I then mean, it that makes increases sense. as you're getting closer to your natal Mars. And if you think about it, like the things of like working towards goals or working like you're working on a project, you're planning a party, you're doing that. You're uh, if you think about those those energy cycles, it totally makes sense. Yeah. No, I uh, that's like so helpful to know. Mm-hmm. Like now I feel like I can I already know when those were <laughs> like and I could go back and retro look at like these big moments of like, oh, that's why that was like that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Jupes. Do we want to start with the jupes? Yes. Luck, benefit, <laughs> good favor, travel. This is when Jupiter is transiting. Yes, a Jupiter well, transit. Yeah, this is so what it represents. Okay. Maybe you could be, if it's transiting Venus, you might have luck in social and love life. Uh-huh. If, it's, if it's transiting the sun, maybe it's, you know, uh, about your self and your will mm-hmm. and your, you know... You're you. So each of these that we go through, we're going to talk about their general kind of implications, but then apply that to whatever house it's transiting, whatever Mm -hmm. if it's and then if it's specifically transiting a natal point. So if you have Jupiter, uh, you know, this year it's in Sagittarius or whatever house you have Sagittarius in right now, you're getting some Jupiter lessons, which would be 
in growth expansion that mm-hmm. and then add in it's like those layers on a overhead projector where it's like right. then we add in okay is there a spe- do i have any planets in that house that it's transiting if so what are they and if i do what are those planets aspecting and add another layer of your uh-huh. overhead projector film on i love that i like it also the idea of jupiter being um like remembering also the cycle of the zodiac itself that it's like here's the expansion before saturn comes in and teaches us where we need to rein in and create structure and boundaries Mm -hmm. to so remembering that none of these are static things they also all are part of their own cycle each go around yeah uh saturn transits Mm. um i feel that people often say that it's limiting and i don't enjoy that um i don't think we need to look at what limits us as much as the opportunity that saturn provides um i think we can consider instead of uh restriction or time restriction limitations let's consider it uh fire under your feet yes time to finish up time to do it time to really get going i think that's what i like yeah i love that i think it's also the idea of like just taking uh it's not limiting but it is uh like realistic it's practical it's like the actual action so yes. it's like yeah providing you the box within to work yeah and it's like yeah that can be I, you could call that limiting or you could also call it like progress so it's like it's only limiting because you're not allowed to be in your head about it anymore it's time to actually m- make the food stop thinking about what you're gonna eat and make that recipe get the supplies start cooking right. preheat the oven <laughs> i think people have a real problem with saturn and i it's becoming it's slowly becoming my favorite planet so i think you really just gotta um take all the negative words that you see online and turn them around well i think it's changing your your uh, yeah your outlook of like what is someone that does their chores every day boring and whatever or are they love going to their house because it's always clean. yeah or are they just doing the stuff that we have to get done and we have i think we celebrate so much the like tortured artist idea of someone that's like i don't do these day-to-day things and it's like you know what people usually hate hanging out with that person (laughs) Uh, and it's not glamorous to do your chores but yeah like lisa said you love you like going to those people's houses and they have stuff to eat and do you like crumbs on your feet no we like a clean floor take your shoes off (laughs) uh you're honest Mm. um these are the ones that we talked about being uh big dramatic changes um you know this is also some i think technological stuff uh creativity expression uh inventing something new a new relationship maybe i think this is also a time jessica lignato has been talking about this transit that happens for everybody around your early 40s which is when your when uranus uranus is square to your natal uranus um and this transit can highlight places where we might be feeling boxed in stuck like we're ready for a big change so you know this can be when people finally like have been in their career for a long time and start to realize that like oh i'm not being fulfilled on a soul level so 
it's not it's not Saturn return, but it's like the the next it's the next level of a Saturn return, uh, yeah. which is like the oh okay I made the I did the things to get me the life that I thought I wanted, and now I'm realizing maybe I didn't want those things, and so now what do I do to to move forward? Yeah. Um, so it's changing changing priorities, uh, but it also can lead to like a uh, sudden. I think it could be people want to take sudden action and sometimes they do, but that's not always necessarily what's called for. Uh, but it's that kind of impulse to like, I want to quit my job and move to an Island and that because I'm blah, bored and it's like, okay, good information. Now let's like take a step back and mm-hmm. make some sustainable changes. Oh my God. I'm looking at my trans like my transit chart for mm-hmm. today as we talk through this and i just recommend everybody it's so like it's fun to like recap like again obviously what these themes are but also like seeing where they are you're like yeah i don't know it's like i'm like i have a little bit of chills like seeing where everything is and it's like this this makes sense okay no, neptune rent over um confusion chaos i don't i i don't like Sometimes I don't like reading them because I think it's um, dream art theater. Um, I guess it can be mental illness, drugs, alcohol, uh, delusions, delusions of grandeur. I mean, I think it's just anything it's adding. I think what we're what we're realizing is that like judgment words like chaos and uh, delusion really it all just speaks to like this is where there's going to be some unknown Mm -hmm. this is where it gets a little bit more gray area and we're so so scared of that that we have to call it yeah we call it chaos but really it's like hey this is a time to like be patient because not all of the information is there this is like gathering up maybe you're feeling more like you want maybe you want increased spirituality in your area maybe you are feeling really like there's too much practical earthbound stuff and you need to be more dreamy and that can be what some that's what someone might call chaos because it's like oh you're opening yourself up to something unknown mm-hmm. but it's like no you're just opening yourself up to something unknown don't put qualities of of good and bad on those things yes i love that um, but yeah it also might be a time when we're like trying to escape reality and mm-hmm. you know but spiritual i think it's more the kind of continuation of the uranus thing of like i want more in a spiritual dimension yeah uh pluto transits um i think we can consider this uh some cyclical stuff uh death and rebirth uh obsession Mm. fate um one thing I now I'm I forgive whoever the source is for not quoting it, but they talk about Pluto transits as transits that remove that which keep us from deep experiences. Ooh. So it's this is evolution, baby. This is the the stuff that forces us to to change. And Pluto, it's the outermost planet. So this isn't a, this is especially one where it's like, oh, yeah, wait till this is like in an exact aspect because it's that's like big big transits not like little oh whatever this is like all right burning it down baby and not again that doesn't have to be bad 
burning it down. It could be like, oh, that's great. Now I'm able, now I'm free to move forward in this really transformational, deep way that I didn't know that I needed because it was so deep down in there. And I couldn't, no one, no one can like set their own life on fire mm-hmm. or like that's a, that's a human destructive impulse that we're not, we don't really like, like doing some of us do. And those are the, we need those people too. But, uh, sometimes we need something to, to light it up for us. Um, also, just a, a quick one, thinking about, again, seeing if any of these transits are happening, what houses are happening, what planets they're aspecting with. But here's just kind of a general uh, thing about the type of aspect that transits are making. So if it's making a conjunction, then this is going to be like a focused, uh, increased focus and intensity time with this whatever um, planet it's transiting. Uh, so it's going to be like double the transformative power of emotions if it's transiting your uh, moon it's going to be really transformational in your communications transiting mercury um, if it's in a trine or a sextile these are just sometimes you don't feel these transits because it's just positive energy it's like the these are the ones where if you want to use it you can but if you don't it's just going to be a easier it there's just not going to be a square up op- or an opposition in your way with that one mm-hmm. so these aren't as these are less frightening if you will but it's more the these are the ones where it's like yeah you don't you don't necessarily know these ones because they're not uh unless you're like oh i'm gonna utilize this to start something new here or ask for that raise on this day but if you don't have anything coming up it's just gonna be a nice day probably yeah um and then square opposition these are the more these are the more challenging uh aspects to have uh, a transit in but it also is these are the you know opportunities for growth and for highlighting places that need fixing and and evolving yeah I think I don't know it's also like I like the idea of just like being ready to accept like you can only mull over some things for so long and just like kind of almost like having a deadline or like or opening a portal to being accepting to the deadline for maybe the first time in a while it's just like it, it, we all talk about like energetic shifts right like we where we're just like something's different today and i think this is like just a good reminder is like yeah there yeah something is literally going to be different every day but yeah. it might just hit it might just hit different and well, yeah and i think remembering those things we've just been talking about this so much but i think the idea of like taking some of the not 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 abdicating any personal responsibility but instead of being like i am unlucky take a look at your transits because there might be something where it's like oh I'm not unlucky I'm in a cycle where I'm being challenged to have these things grow Mm -hmm. and that doesn't mean that you don't you are not entitled to feel frustrated and disappointed that things aren't happening but I think it takes away this like oh I'm a bad person or I nothing ever good nothing good will ever happen to me again or whatever I think it just like puts it into the bigger context of of the cycles and that's what astrology's for or if you're like yeah. me you'll look at it and be like oh wow it's so close to being conjunct and it's retrograde it's just about to be the lo- <sighs> it's never gonna go it's never gonna cross it already did <laughs> it already did your luck is behind you girl you were not gonna make it <laughs> <laughs> yes so remember that they always continue yes. and just because you missed it doesn't mean you missed it it'll happen again know. i'm not gonna ones- live another 84 years yeah. to see that happen it's okay you already have the luck behind you yes, yes. Uh, but yeah take a look and uh, let that 
let that help guide your day and give you some give you some uh uh what reassurance yeah. if you weren't already like addicted at just like staring at your natal chart i mean this is just a fun a fun new thing to just like really occupy your time so get out there yeah, get out there and check those transits uh thank you guys so much for listening we'll see you next week bye. bye thank you for listening to what's your sign please rate us five stars and subscribe on itunes or whatever podcast platform you use if you like what you heard please support us on patreon you can also find us online on instagram at what's your sign podcast or on twitter at what's yr sign underscore pod you can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at whatsyoursignpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. What's Bye. Sign? What's your sign, baby? What's your sign? 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 What's your s